Hello again, and welcome to Better Than the Movie. I am Jeanette, she's Tamika, and we are here talking books. How are you today, my friend? I'm wonderful. How are you? I am good and tired. All right. All right. So it's been a interesting week. I have been really, you know, kick, I have kicked up my fitness journey. What? I've kicked <laughs> it up a notch. You know, really, I've been meal prepping and running. <laughs> That's the key, running. I don't run. Um, but I am going to do my first 5K in August, so I don't want to be completely, what's the word, embarrassed. I don't want to be embarrassed at the 5K, so that's been my motivation to at least get out there and run. So I've been tired and cranky from the lack of sugar and carbohydrates and busy and, you know, but life is good. How are you? I'm good to, uh, today, Laura. This week was crazy busy because I had two friends whose birthdays were on Wednesday and they decided that they both wanted to celebrate. They're not friends. So they decided they both wanted to celebrate on the weekend and one was Friday night and one was Saturday night mm-hmm. and both involved going out and drinking, oh. which I haven't like drank for real in quite some time. Like I have a glass of wine or two, but not like multiple cocktails. So yeah, Friday night ended up with us. There's a local, there was a new like casino that was built in like the suburb that's near the airport. Mm-hmm. And we ended up at the club and the casino. When oh, I hey. tell you that that was the funniest experience of my life, because the people on the dance floor ranged from age probably like 21 to 97 oh um and the 97 year olds were replete with canes and everything it was yeah it was an experience to say the least but we had a good time it was like flashback friday so they were playing really good like the dj was playing really good music um see those kind of like random things are usually end up being the best nights though like when you it's not all slick and planned out and perfect and it's not like dream scenario but it's always like you won't forget like super random all right, so in case you're new here, you can find us on the web in a multitude of places. We are on Twitter at Better Than TM. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash better than the movie. Please be sure to give us a like over there. We update it uh, semi-regularly with fun and interesting articles that Ray the Intern finds for us. We are also on our own website at betterthanthemovie.com. And in case you want to write us a four-page letter, and seal it mm-hmm. with a kiss, you can call us on our Google Voice number at 210-816-2886. All right. Okay. So the first thing, our first little discussion point here, I was thinking, I came across this article on, actually a few articles on, on few different sites, but there was one on Book Riot about um, some adults who read middle grade books. And so it kind of sparked my interest a little bit, and it made me think about reading your age. So we've talked on the show about a lot of books that we will say, yeah, I read that when I was in the seventh grade. And they tend to be very adult books. Um, I think on both of us, um, when we talk about our kind of history of reading or whatever, that when we were coming up, there was a point where we kind of outgrew the books that were uh, quote unquote age appropriate. And we moved on pretty quickly to adult books. And when I say adult books, I don't mean (laughs) adults. 
books, but those books that were intended for um, adult readers. And so I kind of wanted to talk about the books that we read that maybe were not age appropriate and how they shaped and formed, you know, our ideas about life. You know, I don't know about you, but a lot of the books that I read, you know, The Waiting to Exhales and then, you know, some of these other kind of popular books, I read at a time where I was very, you know, like my formative years for sure. So they did kind of shape the way that, or at least my expectations about the way life was supposed to go. Did you have that same experience? Yeah, definitely. Especially when you think about like love and relationships and how you Mm -hmm. think adult relationships are supposed to function. I think a lot of those books kind of, it was like a combination of what I saw in real life with adults that I knew uh, combined with those books, like kind of shaped how I thought relationships were to function. And that's Mm -hmm. not even just saying romantic relationships too i think it kind of shaped shaped how i thought platonic friendships should proceed as well oh my gosh right. sorry no. i'm like just no. had a straight up delay <laughs> i was a big reader of like the chick lit the chick lit books you know the especially during the peak of that movement i read a lot of books about women in new york coming of age and i was a little bit older but still not you know an a full-fledged adult working that type of thing so i had a lot of expectations about work you know and okay when i get to this point in my life when i'm 25 when i'm 26 i'll have you know this wardrobe and you're supposed to have all of these fabulous friends and go over you know, go to happy hour and, and your job, you know, I knew, I just knew I was going to work in publishing or some sort of publicist type job, PR type job. You just have these ideas of, I mean, it really did, you know, set up expectation for me. And so then when I did get my first job, it was none of those things. You know, my first real job, it was none of those things. And you're like, so, <laughs> like, it's 2.30. Yeah, so, 30 and I'm going to browse the internet <laughs> because I'm bored. You know, none of that fabulous, you know, life and dressing up for work every day. I mean, I have to dress up to an extent, but not in the way that I thought. I mean, it just influenced things down to that kind of minutia about life. But some of the books, particularly the ones that dealt with relationships, did, did, did any of those make you, I think sometimes like when you're reading a love story, you think, okay, there's these, there are these guys out there who are chocolate, <laughs> handsome, well, uh, they are high earners and sensitive and maybe have a dark personality or you know what I mean a dark Mm -hmm. side or whatever did you did that influence any of your dating life um in ways Mm -hmm. I guess I guess it kind of not as far as like what I thought it would be but it kind of framed the type of men that I would seek out Mm -hmm. so I remember I don't know if I wouldn't have talked about this on the show, whatever. Um, but back in the day, like on the real world, it was I think it was Boston. There was this chick like Camila who had like oh, yes. dumb long list of like attributes that she was looking for and a potential suitor. And so I kind of like built a list like Me that. Too like modeled off of her list but it was like with characteristics i'd see in like different male characters and like some of the novels that are like oh he has to be confident and well read and da, 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 and it's it was mirroring like some of the people in the books that i was reading at the time the the crazy part about me is like I, I was pretty bookish i mean i had like a high school boyfriend that type of thing but then when i got to college and you're dealing with like real you know men mm-hmm. allegedly then you like you like, you know, you think the things are going to go in this direction, like you meet a person and everything is going really well. And then you have these long conversations and all of this kind of ideas that I had were informed more by books than anything. That's how, you know, nerdy I was. And then this is going to happen and then it's, it'll blossom into something. And then it, when 
you know, the reality hits you and it's like, oh, you might meet this guy and you might have an awesome conversation and then he might not call you again for three <laughs> days. And so they never tell you that stuff in the book. And so like I always thought this connection was so great, but he just thought it was meh. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, you kind of, you, when you're a bookish person, I think sometimes you get used to living in your head and you have these kind of ideas about the way that things should go. And then when they don't, I mean, you're not disappointed, but it's just, it's interesting to know how much books, how how books have, you know, shape your life or shape, not just your life, but your expectation of how things, things should be. So the other side of the coin is the adults that read YA and middle grade books. Now, we haven't talked a whole, whole lot about this. I don't read a lot of YA books intentionally. Like, the, I get what you're saying. I'm saying I tend to pick up books and then learn later that they're YA. Do you read a lot of YA? So I go into like these phases like once every like six to eight months where I'll like somebody will recommend and it's usually my friend who is actually a middle school teacher. She'll recommend like a book or a series to me mm. and then I'll have to read all of it. And mm. it's generally like YA that's geared towards probably like eighth grade and up. Okay. But it's always like, I'm always, it's always when I'm like, oh my God, my life is terrible. Let me escape and laugh at some people. And so I read these little YA books about pretty white teens with problems. And it makes me feel so much better about my own life. So I've heard this before. I heard that it can be a good, yeah, I've heard that it can be a good escape and, and kind of, yeah. See, but my thing is, I always feel like I would be the opposite. Like I would feel like, oh, your problems are nothing. <laughs> Goodbye. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, I don't. I'm interested to know what adults who read like middle grade books get. What from are they that. getting out of it? Yeah, yeah. it's like middle grades. It's like elementary, right? You know, they got all yeah. these newfangled classifications. Girl, I don't know. I'm old. Girl, it's like Dora <laughs> Diaries. It's Captain Underpants. It's, okay, you know, like, it's, okay. I don't know. I try not to be judgmental of people who read because yay reading. But like I, a few years ago, somebody recommended that I read The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Okay. Which is technically um, a middle grades book, but it's about the Holocaust. So it was very heavy, like subject wise. Yeah. But I can't just see myself like being like, hey, Cam, let me borrow your copy of Diary of a Wimpy Kid mm -hmm. and like falling into that world. Yeah. But I wonder kind of like like people who like like Disney and Pixar movies, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like adults who like Disney and Pixar movies are kind of like they're the same sorts of people who may read like middle grades and younger YA skewed books. Maybe so. Maybe. So I don't think I would get any like one. I have a pro another reason I don't read. My books because I don't like teenagers. Like, <laughs> just I know. Don't email me. I'm gonna. I'm working on it. But typically, I just don't really understand. I don't like teenagers. I don't like the way they talk. I don't understand them, and I don't. You know what really annoys me? The one of the books that I one of the books that I had did read about. Oh hell, it was probably a John Green book, and the way that I felt myself relating more to the parents, and, and so in my head, I just couldn't get around how self-centered and like. Like rude and you know these kids were and how much they just did not care about their parents feelings or how they didn't see their parents as people and I know that that's very commonplace and I don't mean to be all you know get off my lawn but that's <laughs> how I so it's hard for me to just even care about what they're talking about I'm like your mother is in pain because you you know what I mean yeah. and all you can think about is this 
stupid boy, you know, so (laughs) I can't turn that off. And so I have a really hard time with them. I can't imagine. Like, I feel like another thing, too, is that like most of the YA books that I have read, like in recent years, have been Mm -hmm. focused mainly on like groups of friends. Mm -hmm. So the parents don't really come into play as much because it's all about like their little drama within their circles or like schoolmates or whatever. But I can't like I can't read these. Um. The ones that have come out lately, like these emotionally charged, dramatic-ass teen books, a la the John Greens. Yeah. I read that Faulty Stars book, and I wanted my money back. <laughs> and, I, yeah, I, like, I, I can't get into that whole, like, subgenre of, like, emotional manipulation. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah. But um, I'm sure it helps the kids get through whatever they're getting through. So, no, you know, whatever. But that's just not for me. Like I said, but when we go to middle grade, I definitely, like, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't even have time for that kind of escape. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm just like, do you have like a really high stress job and you just need to disconnect from any sort of adult like thinking? Do you know what I mean? Because I know, but like, like middle we grades, love, we have love and hip hop for that. We don't, you know, oh, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't would, know. But I was good. I was gonna say I would be interested when you just mentioned love and hip hop. I would be interesting to know the racial makeup of people who read middle grades books oh girl yes yes that's what you're thinking okay okay (laughs) yeah i was just curious about that i thought that was an interesting little phenomenon the middle grade thing threw me for a loop but but yeah Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash better than the movie and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash better than the movie. That's audibletrial.com slash better than the movie and get started today. So why Audible? Audible content includes more than 180,000 audio programs from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine, and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Um, you can listen to any of the books that you've heard us recommend on the show. Um, we've had some amazing authors like Daniel Jose Older and Angela Flournoy over um, on the show in the last couple of weeks. You can pick up both of their books, uh, latest books, on Audible right now. Um, so try audibletrial.com slash better than the movie. And now back to the show. <laughs> okay, so this week's main topic should be interesting considering how I'm the person who never really watches any TV, movies, or any sort of media that comes through the airwaves. But um, so we had a great idea for us to cast some um, books that we would like to see turned into movies. I was like, oh, this is a splendid idea until I realized I don't know a lot of actor names. Mm. So in the beginning, I'm going to say, please bear with me if I'm like, you know, that one guy from that one show. It'll come to me eventually, but it's just going to take me a minute. And also, IMDb is your friend. That's true. Are you familiar with? I am. Okay, all right. (laughs) I normally just hate clicking while we're in the show because you can hear my click. Oh. And it's distracting to me. (laughs) No worries. Okay. So these are all books. Um, We try to choose books that, you know, we think that most of our listeners have read. And if you have not, you know, go ahead and get on those. And let us know. Um, Send us emails at betterthanthemovie at gmail.com or tweet us um, at betterthantm. Let us know your thoughts. If you totally disagree, if you agree, 
if you have another one that you'd like us to, to cast. So I am going to start, and this isn't going to be our typical, we don't have to do these, just you do it alone. We're not in this alone. Okay. Yeah. So um, the first one I picked is The Turner House. We just, by Angela Flournoy, we just uh, interviewed her on last week's episode, and we really enjoyed uh, that interview, and both of us, I think, enjoyed this book um, quite a bit. I think the, I don't know about you for you, I think I get, I think so, but I did not know what to think of this book until I was done with it, and then I felt like oh, those characters were really memorable, and I really enjoyed the book, and I really cared about those characters and what was going on with them. Did you feel the same way? That was my exact same reaction. I remember when I finished the book, I didn't want to go on Goodreads and rate it right away, because I was like, I don't, I didn't dislike it, but I don't know mm-hmm. yet. And then, like, three days later, I was like, oh, my God, like, what's going on with Cha-Cha? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like- and I was like, okay, for something to leave, like, that much of an imprint on me when days later, I'm like, yeah this is a great book. I think I went into it expecting it to be more plot driven and it ended up being more character driven. And I hadn't read a character driven book in quite some time. And so I was sort of displaced with like how to feel. Yeah, that's it. It's not, um, the book is not, there's not going to be like any huge, you know, bombshell uh, ending. There's not going to be any crazy, crazy, crazy plot twist. It's really just a really good story about a family and, um, this house and this situation, but there's some kind of socio-economic and themes to it, and some other things, <laughs> other themes, not things like a birth order when you're dealing with siblings and responsibilities and how people kind of play the role. There's a lot. Uh, there's some things about ad- addiction as well. So it's a really good and kind of layered book. But if you're looking for like boom, everybody dies at the end, like that's not gonna happen. So. The main character, or one of the main characters in this book is Cha-Cha. He is the oldest brother. His name is actually Charles, but they call him Cha-Cha, as we do. And uh, he is the main character, the first oldest child, I mean, and he's kind of taking care of everybody up and including his mother. He takes care of his wife. He is a hardworking man, kind of no-nonsense kind of guy, who's the leader of his family, both his extended and immediate family. My, okay, who did you pick for cha-cha i think we probably had the same person in mind i immediately went to samuel jackson right me too and i'm gonna tell you why yeah because you know we see um sam jackson in like one of two roles most of the time we -hmm. see him as like the no nonsense takes no prisoners kind of dude or he's like the comic ish relief kind of dude right mm-hmm. but I think that the, him playing cha-cha in this book I think that it would like if this were to be made into a movie I think that it would be like one of those performances where he would like be nominated for like a crap ton of awards for like dramatic you know like a dramatic performance because we've never seen like outside of what a time to kill like I don't ever remember him see seeing him play like a straight up and down dramatic role right right so i I think it would be interesting to see him like the vulnerability that cha-cha shows you know yeah um, and you know and how he struggles and all that stuff i think it would be an interesting uh sort of change of pace yeah i agree and i think he also is just one of the few that have the range to do it you know like there are parts of the story where cha-cha is kind of vulnerable Mm -hmm. um like you said but in a funny way like some of the some of the his ideas about his relationship with the therapist I don't know if it was supposed to be funny but I kind of was like oh no kind of cringing and then sort of his when he would when he kind of called himself popping off at her 
um, a yeah. little bit. I very much kind of thought Samuel L. Jackson in my head. So I agree. My second choice for him, don't laugh, is uh, uh is it John Amos? Is he the dad from Good Times? <laughs> but in my brain, <laughs> but in my brain. It was like the younger, not as he is today. That was my, that would be his understudy. But yeah, we both thought Samuel L. Jackson. What about for um, Layla? So I thought of, um, oh, gosh, Debbie Morgan. She really? is, um, you know who she is, right? Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know why she's the person that was in my brain, but that's who I saw. Mm. Okay. I, I thought younger than that. I mean, I know, I thought for some reason Tracy Ellis Ross. Mm. Don't ask me why. I just thought younger than that. Okay. Yeah, no particular reason. Huh, that would be interesting. Tracy Ellis Ross would be interesting. I don't ever see her I don't know that, and this is another thing I thought about too when I was thinking about casting people. I had looks in my, like I have look, uh, it doesn't matter what you tell me your character looks like. <laughs> that's, that's pretty true. terrible as a reader, but I'll sort of like come up with my own sort of what I think they should look like. No, I understand. As long as you're not like the Hunger Games people who didn't realize Rue was black. Oh, uh, well, no. Yeah, <laughs> I don't go I, that far. Like, I'm not casting, like, if it says, oh, the person's a blonde hair, blue eyed. I'm like, yeah, girl, Uzu, you know, like, no, I'm not <laughs> I don't do that either, but I know what you mean. I sometimes they'll say something like, "Oh yeah, um, so the person had black hair and blip," and I'm like, "Eh, nope." Nah, I see Scarlett Johansson. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So. Yes, I understand that. And for I also, you know, a good part of this was about his parents, and I picked Viola for Viola. I just I picked Viola Davis maybe because of her name. <laughs> Nothing more deep than that. Sorry. And for his father, um, uh, what is his father's name? Francis. Mm-hmm. Don't laugh. When he there's a scene in the book where I mean his father is written in a way. Um, I'm not gonna spoil anything for you by saying that his father was kind of was a drunk and kind of off so there's a scene in the book where cha-cha is like hiding from his father and his father pees and he thinks like his father's out drinking or whatever and he goes to pee and he thinks that his father he like i know that he saw me or i think he saw me and he peed on me <laughs> so when i thought what kind of man would piss on his son while he's drunk and i thought terrence howard <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> oh my god, I'm crying. <laughs> it's true though. It's so it? true. That's right. why it's so funny. Oh my gosh. I actually thought Viola for um the mother as well. But I, I couldn't get the dad together in my brain. Yeah. I I I, I don't cuz I felt like we got a sense of him but like for me to put him like put a person to his face in my brain like it was a little bit incomplete like the sketch of him but oh my god that characteristic when you said like who would piss on his son yeah that would totally be a terrence howard yeah oh my gosh <laughs> sorry <laughs> terrence howard i was thinking like we'd probably have to do younger and olders because yeah flashbacks um, yeah. yeah, I was so for younger Viola, I thought, and I know this doesn't make any sense because I said Viola, da- Viola Davis, um, but for younger her, I thought I kept seeing, oh, who is not Tayari? The one that is, um, I always call her not Tayara. That's so terrible. Not Tayari. Tamala Jones. Oh, yeah. We haven't seen her in anything in quite some time. Yeah, and it's rude to call her not Tayari, but that's how I remember her. 
<laughs> I just got that. Oh, slow today. Oh my gosh. I do, and then for the dad, yeah, still Terrence Howard. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of there are like 13 kids in this family, so I didn't go through the yeah, I didn't go family. through everybody. I mean, we could just pull up every black actor that they like to throw in every film. Anyway, Loretta Devine has to be in here. I don't Somebody know who she's gonna she's be. The but sister, she's, oh, she's that lost weight, but lost all the weight. Yes, I was yes. just about to say that. Right. Um, and her daughter, Layla's daughter, for some reason, I thought like a Lauren London. Yeah, I was thinking Journey, Journey Smollett. Oh, yeah. Okay. I love her, by Me the way. Too. She doesn't do enough. I mean, I'm not saying she doesn't do enough as in she is not a hard I worker. I, they don't like, we don't her see enough. her enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's move to the next. Um, <laughs> An Untamed State by Roxanne Gay. We still haven't had our show about this book, and I think we intended to a uh, 20 episodes ago. Um, let's see. So in this book, An Untamed State is a story of a woman who, a Haitian woman who lives in America but goes home to Haiti to visit her family. She goes with her toddler son or baby son and her husband. And her father is one of the wealthy er he is a wealthy person living in Haiti. And she is kidnapped for ransom. And of course, she has, you know, we all have the expectation that her father would pay the ransom to get her back, and he does not do that. <laughs> so she is held captive with a group of men, and things are done to her, and she is put through exactly what you think a person would be put through in that scenario. So this book is like gut wrenching and very difficult to read, but at the same time, very good and powerful for the most part. So <laughs> the um, the main character in this book is it Muriel? I would assume. All right. It's a Haitian name, so we're doing our best. Don't kill us. Um, the, who did you cast for this? I Okay, who did you cast for this? So I, I thought about, and I don't even know if this is like the right look or whatever, um, and I'm going to screw her name up, but um, the chick who was the lead in uh, Beyond the Lights, Gugu. Oh, yeah. Her. Oh, yeah, because she's kind of like feisty mm -hmm. little tiny thing but still very feisty yeah. yeah yeah that's a good choice i didn't think of her i had struggled with this but through the i remember reading the book i kept thinking journey small yet so mm -hmm. are we pronouncing the y's in small okay i mean the l's <laughs> so yeah i that's who i picked the main bad guy in the book, they called him the commander, and he was really mean and big. I don't like. I don't know any Haitian actors, so forgive us. Oh, I I know one, and he's actually the guy who I thought of. Who? Um. So did you watch the show Heroes? Nope. Okay. So on this show, he was actually called the Haitian. His name is uh Jimmy Jean Louis. Okay, that's who you chose. Yeah. Way to go. Oh, he's cute too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> The person who I chose is, um, oh gosh, I, is it Chris from The Wire? You didn't watch The Wire. First of all, you really have to watch The Wire. And that's a separate situation for another day, but it reads like a novel. So, mm -hmm. oh, I can't pronounce his name, but he paid, he played Chris um, in The Wire. I believe that was season four. His name, oh gosh, it's like G-B-E-N-G-A. I am so sorry. I'm not even going to try. It's Benga? Never mind. But yeah, that's who I picked as the commander. Sorry. Mm. I'm not that's a name I'm not willing to try to butcher. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I just looked him up. Oh, I could see this. Yeah. 
See? Yeah, I can see. see this. Okay, so for her husband, Michael, who did you pick? Um, so I chose Ben Affleck's brother, Casey. <laughs> oh, that's a good act. That's good. <laughs> that's really good. I can see like all like them being a couple. Yeah, mm -hmm. I didn't choose him. I chose bigger. <laughs> but no, that's a really good. You should do this for a living. <laughs> <laughs> who, who did you choose? I chose um, James Franco. <laughs> oh. I just got like scrawny, helpless, okay? And I got like, he didn't really, he was just, you know, when they, there was a scene where like he, they're in Haiti and he goes to play soccer with the kids in Haiti and, you know, whatever. And when they're driving around the island and all that stuff. And I just thought, oh, that's very James Franco. Let me insert myself into this situation. And, <laughs> And, you know, say that I played soccer with the children in Haiti. But then, okay. that's as I was reading it. But then, going forward, I think, like, uh, um, when they remember the backstory for the husband is he's from Nebraska. Mm -hmm. um, and he is very, you know, kind of corn-fed, blah, blah, blah. So then I thought our friend Channing Tatum would be a really good, <laughs> like, kind of corn-fed, you know, cute husband, but, you know, doesn't really stand a chance against the commander um, and his his uh, assault rifles and his crew. So <laughs> that's, either of those would work for me. Oh, you know who would be really good? Oh. Did you watch, um, I don't know, you probably didn't, did you watch Breaking Bad at all? No, but are you going to say Jesse? Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Paul would be a good one, yeah. yeah. Anyway. See, I know who people are, even though okay. I watch stuff sometimes. You doing it? What about his mom, Lorraine, who had a pretty, you know, important part in the in the book? She is a person that helps Marielle kind of, she kind of midwives her through this process, uh, this healing process. And so, Lorraine, did you think, who do you think? Uh, God, why is her name failing me right now? I thought somebody like, um, like a Tony Collette. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really. I didn't pick her. Um, <laughs> do you know why? I'm not saying it's a bad. Thing. I know. I'm laughing because every time it's like, really? No, well, that's not what we went with. <laughs> I thought more. I don't. Tony Collette to me seems like a peer. Like she, to me, you know what I mean. Like she, I don't know how old Tony Collette is, but to me, she just seems like she's still like really within my age group, and so probably not too far outside of this woman's age group. Right. So I thought maternal, and I thought you know if you gave her the clean cut blonde, but you know Nebraska Bob Kathy Bates. I could see that. Like she's mom enough and, you know, no nonsense enough to help someone through a thing. And she yeah. could be Channing Tatum's mom or Ben Affleck, Casey Affleck's or Aaron Balls. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it works on all levels. Yeah. So that's just who I thought. But I don't know. Tony Collette is a, like that type of mom is an interesting choice because I, again, I'm, you know, I'm not young. So I don't know that this woman was particularly that old. The main characters in this book are that old anyway. So Tony Collette nah, could be. Like I, because I thought that like um, Muriel and Michael were fairly young, probably like late 20s, early 30s. Mm -hmm. And although Tony Collette isn't that far from now, because I think she's like maybe like early 40s. But I was thinking like they could totally give her like the mom makeup and like oh, yeah. age her. But I felt like her, like the roles that she's played and like the kind of 
actor that she's portrayed in these roles, I was like, yeah, she could do that. Yeah, probably. You're right. True, true, true that. Okay. okay. <laughs> Let's do this other one, and that'll be our last one. This one is really important to me because... As okay, so the book is Silver Sparrow by Tayari Jones, which a lot of people have read. And the reason that I chose this book is because as I was reading this book, I could never get a picture on the characters. Like I could never put any. Usually, when I'm reading a book, it takes a little bit, but then I kind of have a visual. And usually, it's an actor just because, or it's somebody I know. Like, oh, she looks similar to this. But these people, I just could not. I couldn't do it, and I don't know why. And it's bothered me for a very long time. So I wanted to see what you thought. And then I'll give you some sort of like, eh, this is kind of what I was thinking. So for the first person, uh, James Witherspoon is the main character. Uh, Well, he's not the main character, but he's the center of the shit. So I, I struggled because I was trying to think of somebody who was age appropriate and who necessarily wasn't super handsome because his his pull was not that he was the finest thing on the block, but that he just had that sort of, and I hate to use this trite ass term, but like swag that, you know, drew the women in. Um, so any, I didn't, go ahead. Any more Coke bottles, right? Yeah. Okay. Probably. So I didn't, I didn't necessarily want to be like, oh, well, Denzel or, you know, oh, Leon or something like that. I want to, I don't know. I think I still kind of struggle with it. I thought about maybe, do you remember the Soul Food, the series? Yes. Max's husband. His name escapes me right now. Uh, Rockman Dunbar. Oh, yeah. I thought maybe him, but then I was like, he's still a little too handsome. I don't know. Okay. So I thought... This is what I thought, and I had the same struggle you did, because who's, you know, really in Hollywood that's not that handsome? Um, <laughs> I picked Chiwetel Ejiofor, and I can't ever say his last name. Did I say it right? Yeah, you're asking the wrong one. I can never pronounce his name right either. I think I got the first one right. Anyway, everybody yeah, knows what first I'm one's right. About. So, uh, I chose him, and the reason why is not because I don't think he's handsome, it's because I think he can... Unhandsome he can, himself? <laughs> yes. Yes, he can do like don't cut your hair, don't shave your beard, look lost. But he can also do like clean. He cleans up nice as well. So that's who I chose. I thought he could handle. So Gwen, Gwen is the second wife. I always get them mixed up. Yeah, Gwen. Yeah, Gwen is Dana's mom, right? Right. And Laverne is Bonnie's mom. Yeah. Okay. So Gwen, girl, I struggled with this one. Um, <laughs> Oh, gosh, Gwen, I... Okay, so do you remember the movie, and I don't know what she looks like now, I haven't seen her in years, but just in my brain, remember the movie, of course you do, The Women of Brewster Place, mm-hmm. and the lady who was in the... She was a lesbian couple. I think we thought of the same person. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, uh, is it Lynette McKee? Yep, that's her name. She was also, Lynette McKee was also in, um... Sparkle. Sparkle, yeah. And Honey. And Brewster's Millions. And Malcolm X. Malcolm X's mama. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like I said, I haven't seen her in a long time, so mm-hmm. I don't even know, like, age fit. But, you know, as yeah. I see her in my head, I think that she would be a good choice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's who you were thinking, too? Yes. I just okay. had her name wrong. <laughs> the other wife... Was Laverne? I came up way short on Laverne. <laughs> I kept thinking Loretta Divine, but I don't know. 
in Floretta Divine. Yeah, I thought Loretta Divine, but that bled over from Waiting to Exhale, right? Because in Waiting to Exhale, Loretta Divine's character also owned a beauty salon. And so I just, mm-hmm. you know, see her, you know, with a hot comb. <laughs> that's what I thought. But I don't think that's a really good description. Description. So, into way, who did you get? Um, I actually struggled with coming up with somebody for her. All right, good. So, Rose, yeah. Who's lady that played uh Kim on Different World? Oh, I don't know her name. Me neither. But she could have been her. And then for Sharice, girl, I don't know, kids. I don't. For Sharice, so, for Sharice, I thought, uh, oh, fudge, 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 fudge. One of those little McLean girls who are in the Tyler Perry movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't think of one for her, so I'm going to go with that. Let's switch one of the Tyler Perry movies. I think they were all in, like, the Daddy's Girl movie. Okay. So any of those you think would do? Um, I don't I don't think all of them still acting. I think it's just the one. <laughs> uh, oh, she's on Disney Channel. Yeah, Her she's name on is... Disney Channel now. Uh, China Ann McClain. Yeah, I didn't have one, so that's perfect. Um, And then for Dana? So for Dana, I thought either um the daughter from Blackish. Really? Mm-hmm. The older one. Oh, shit. You know what? I always forget about that child, and they need to do something with that character <laughs> because I'm always like, there is Junior... And then there are the two cutes, two cutie pies. Yes, the older daughter. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. I didn't have one for her either. Who would you choose for Raleigh? So that's difficult because Raleigh is supposed to look white but be black, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. Jesse I thought about Williams. um Prison Jesse Williams. Break Man. No, I thought about Prison oh, Break Man, who's in the Mariah video. Um, oh, that's true. Uh, what's Win- his name? Winston Wentworth- Churchill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wentworth Miller, but you know, Winston Churchill as well. <laughs> oh, girl. I don't know. I can leave anybody. I'm like, um, who do we know who is, who looks white? Who's passing? Who's black? Who's passing? <laughs> Pete Wentz. Pete Wentz. Flash. Get Pete Wentz some acting lessons and he can be Raleigh. Yeah, no. But no, I, I thought about uh, Wentworth Miller, though. He's so handsome, though. Was Raleigh handsome? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Raleigh was handsome, but um, James had the swag. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's enough swag in the world to make me choose <laughs> Chiwetel over Wentworth. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, so that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. It was very difficult for me at points, but I feel like I persevered. Here's the thing. That is a game that people play when they're talking, when they're having a drink. You know, it's very difficult to do something like that on the air because you're like, you know, that, like you said, that guy from the thing, you know, the one. So thanks for humoring us. I thought that was a fun kind of discussion that I think a lot of book people have. Um, there were some other books that I wanted to do, but then I started to do and I was like, this is very complicated. There was the Interestings by Meg Wallinser. And I mean, there, you'd have to cast them like at three different points in their life. <laughs> and so I just, yeah, and there's like set six of them. So I left that one. But if you guys can think of any, please send those to us. We really would like to do this again. What if people use the Google Voice number and called in theirs and then we could play them and it would be, you know, a thing, a part two. Yeah, if you guys would like to use that Google Voice number to let us know some of your dream castings, you can reach us once again at area code 210-816-2886. All right, we've come to the end. Do you want to do, what are you, uh-huh. yeah, what are you reading? <laughs> I am reading 
the history of higher education third edition hey <laughs> no I, um, I yeah that's actually literally what i'm reading because i have to write a journal entry tonight but i'm going to start this book called book of speculation oh i've heard of that yeah apparently it's supposed to be interesting uh i think i talked about it when we talked about books that we wanted to read about this uh librarian who lives in the long island sound so should be interesting uh one of the girls who's in book club started and she's like i started and i didn't know how i felt about it but as it moved on it got better for me so i'm really hoping that it does the same for me see i i have been so underwhelmed by everything i've read or tried to read in the last several weeks and so right like it's like i don't know no shade to any of the authors i don't know if it's just i'm not interested in anything anymore but i'm reading everything and i'm like huh I haven't read a book in a long time that has made me like, I cannot put this down. Like, I need to finish this. So I decided, why don't I just switch to nonfiction for a while? And I am reading Salt, Sugar, Fat by Michael Moss. It's uh, actually the whole title is Salt, Sugar, Fat, How the Food Giant Hooked Us. It is a investigative, you know, um, nonfiction book about um, the rise of processed foods and how they have used... The food industry has used salt, sugar, and fat to hook us and addict us to processed foods. And so um, I read I read a similar book that talks about like how to overcome the addiction to salt, sugar, fat. This is more of a how they came to know that you can be eating you know freaking something that you wouldn't think even had salt in it, but there is salt there. I like Coke, like a Coke has salt in it to keep you thirsty and drinking more or making you want to drink more. So you're drinking something that's supposed to quench your thirst, but it's full of salt. Sodium. So it's really, really interesting. And so I said, you know, why don't I just step away from fiction for a while since nothing has, like, blown me out of the water lately, and I will do some book learning <laughs> with the nonfiction. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going into this book of speculation deal thinking that I'm going to be blown away because it has been getting a lot of like press and like good press from mainstream. And I usually don't. I'm very hipster like that. I'm like, oh, everybody thinks this book is good and I think it's trash. Right. So I don't know. I'm on a quest to find something that's really going to like blow my socks off. Right. I have all the light you cannot see. And I know they won the, they won the Pulitzer, but I'm still like, I still haven't. I'm like, yeah, whatever. All right. Well, All right. it looks like we've come to the end of the rope. Okay. It's nice to see you guys. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> nice to chat books with y'all. Nice to talk at you guys with books. Um, <laughs> two things that I want to reiterate before we leave, though. First is, if you do have any dream castings, we would like to make this a bit more interactive. So please, please, please shoot us a email, tweet, Google Voice, whatever, to let us know some books that you would cast and who you'd cast in those. And also, too, I'm begging for book recommendations because I'm at my wits' end. I've never been in this much of like a slump for reading. So, me neither. If you've read anything that blew you away, yeah, tell us. All right. In the multitude of ways that you can reach us. Please. Thank you. Have a good week. Talk to Bye-bye. you guys soon. Bye bye.